Mescalero. As you probably know by now, you're listening to a podcast. You get a chance for some of the unique stories out there um, to be heard and, if anything, inspire our community. Three, two, one, action. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Riding on the Wall podcast. I go by the name of Chris Frizzell. We have Blue Shender Window Building, and today we have a special guest. Everybody give it up for Jacob the Ka- Dakai. I say your last name right that time. Yeah, All right. How you doing, Jacob? Doing good. Awesome. It's good to have you on the show. So, you're a tribal council candidate you made it past the first round you're on to the next round how do you feel i feel pretty good you know about the events until the second round that's awesome okay so what brought you to that decision where you wanted to run for council uh just you know being uh, involved with our community you know as far as the traditions go uh, seeing you know how things are we've kind of fallen apart as a community and being on a tribal council i think you know we can do uh, things to help bring our community back together and uh, work on some of our social issues and economical issues as well. Would that be one of your biggest goals to bring the community back together? Uh, overall, yes. Uh, you know, just to do have everybody uh, get along with each other, you know, talk to each other, check on each other, uh, be there for each other. You know, um, that's something that our community needs that I feel uh, right now. I've, I've heard you say that before. Um uh, and I, I've seen you post it, and I really admire that. What you, you say, we got to check on one another, pray for one another, be there for one. Or how, how do you say it exactly? Uh, check on each other, pray for each other, love one another, uh, respect each other, but most importantly, be there for each other. That that's awesome. I, I really respect that. And so, what? Where did you learn that from? Where did you get that? I guess uh, from my late grandmother, uh, great grandmother. Uh, she, you know, had raised me for about first 10 years of my life. Mm-hmm. And I got a lot of my uh, values and morals from her. Uh, what, what was her name? Uh, late uh, Lucille Doito Hubbard. So, um, <clears throat> you kind of, uh, just, and this is my first time ever meeting you. And uh, I, I don't know if I've ever, like, um, met you somewhere else. If I have, I apologize. But um, you have, like, a very... Um, kind of like a laid-back demeanor to you. You seem like you're very observant, and you seem uh, pretty respectful off the get-go. Um, do you think that you pull like all those traits from her, or did did you have other influences in your life? I'd say a good majority comes from her, but also you know just overall from my family as well. Uh, you know, all my aunts, my uncles, uh, my mom. Uh, you know, extended family as well. Um, and also from my late uh, stepdad, uh, Franklin Chino. And uh, you have a big family? Yeah, we've, I've got a pretty big family. Uh, we've always been close-knit. That's good. You have some pretty good, um, I guess, like family uh, family morals or family like um, tradition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 That's good. Uh, what, what's, um, you know, you, you made it past the first round and, uh, I think you mentioned it earlier um, off the air that you had the third highest uh, count for votes. 
um and that's that's a pretty um good accomplishment and um congratulations to you and and um getting all that support from you know our community um now we're coming into that the next round how do, how do you feel do you feel like do you feel any type of nervous or do you feel feel ready overall i feel um good you know good about the um support that i've uh, received the encouragement um but you know when every time it well like last year we got to election day i was i was you know pretty nervous and you know, i'm sure it'll be the same way this year mm-hmm. what were some of the main questions or concerns you kept hearing from tribal members uh, I'd say the the biggest concern that we had is our, our uh, financial situation um, within the tribe um, with in and among gods. Uh, just being that you know we've been uh, stuck with a debt for almost twenty years now, or just about twenty years now. Yeah. And you know one thing that tribal members want to see is that uh, taken care of finally. How how would you say we we take care of that or handle that situation? Uh, for one, you know, we need to quit renewing or refinancing uh, that debt and just, just pay it off and get it over with. You know, it, it's going to be hard. Uh, we might have to, it, it's a hard decision to make, but it, in the end, it, it's going to benefit our tribe, you know, overall. Uh, just to uh, get that paid off, you know. Would you say that would be one of your biggest goals once you get in there to focus on? Uh, yeah, right. That's something that I would like to see, you know, um, that it's 20 years. That's about, you know, almost two generations, um, that our tribe has been stuck with, uh, the debt and it's, you know, we we need, we need to move past that and move on to other things. Um, just like all the other, uh, Native American tribes across uh, the U S here. Do you happen to know like what, what the debt is right now? I... I personally don't know. I've um, heard uh, different numbers on it. Um, I've heard that uh, the, uh, I forget what they call it, but it, it's no longer um, held, I guess, uh, by a group of investors. Um, shareholders? Yeah, shareholders. Yeah. Uh, and that it was picked up by a bank. Uh, you know, some of the things that I've heard, but I, uh, for the exact number, I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. Um, is that like, um, like that, that's, you would count that as like one of your top goals is to try to eliminate, um, the debt we hold. Yeah, I would say, you know, just to, um, I mean, it, for the time being, yes. Um, just being that the, the end of the month gods is our, uh, sole source of incoming uh, revenue mm-hmm. that the tribe has right now. Oh, I see, I see. And um, I hate to like keep like dwelling on like like debts and and little things like for like the resort and stuff. Um, because there's a, there's a lot of questions that I, that I have for for me as well. But um, we can always come back like you know it's like debt and finances and stuff like that. Um, but I don't want to like right off the get go just like make um, put a focus on like one aspect of what you're what your goals and aspirations are. Um, so other than like, um, you know, our debt, like the inholds and, and that, that entity that we have, um, what are some, some other interests that you have if you were to get elected? Uh, so last year, you know, my, I based my campaign, um, um, 
most of it was on on the youth. Um, I, you know, I care a lot about our youth here in Mescalero. Um, one thing, you know, I would like to see is, you know, things for them to do. Um, you know, we, we have a, a baseball park, but, you know, our, we, our, we need to make sure that our investments are worthwhile, you know, for uh, all of our youth in Mescalero. Oh, so you're you're also. We had a, another candidate also talk about um, uh, kind of like after school activities or um, like social um, social type like funding, you know, for youth and um, sports programs and things to do other than you know what we have right now. Um, so it's it's kind of interesting to see like that perspective. Um, are you? I, I hate to like put you out there like this, but um, how? How old are you? Just so I can kind of get like an idea of your perspective. I'm uh, 26, and I'm you know I am the youngest candidate. Oh, um, okay. Out there, and you know as as I was last year as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm I know a lot of you know of the younger uh, generations here in Mescalero. Yeah, that that's that that really makes this conversation interesting for me. I uh, we we spoke with Julie Julie last week, and um, and you're a good you're a good uh, decade younger than her. And I was telling her, like, you know, well, she she lived in a time where I was saying, like, you know, she watched like things, technology develop and the Internet develop. And her her, her perspective is uh, a little different. Um, a, a decade is, a, is another um, good, good time shift. And like I said, that that really changed the conversation for me. I didn't know you were you were 26. So um, what I want to say before we move any further is uh, congratulations to you for, for making it as a 26 year old. Yeah, definitely. I, I really, um, I, I was, my head wasn't there when I was 26. So I really applaud you for that. And I look up to you in that aspect for, for taking those types of steps for your community at that age. So, um, yes, yeah, before I go any further, just want to really applaud you on, on, on doing that, you know, good job. Man. Definitely. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, it's amazing. Dude. That, that really is amazing. Um, so, you know, just want to get that out of the way real quick, you know, good pat on the back for you there. And, you know, this podcast is to really highlight things like that. I would have never known um, that you were 26, man. Um, so, you know, moving forward from that, um, as, a, as a 26-year-old, what do you think that your strength would be? Um, you know, being, being young um, and that I am involved with the community, uh, quite a bit, you know. I'm 26, but I'm also heavily involved with our uh, uh, traditions there in Mescalero. Okay. So I um, do care about the culture. I do care about the language a whole lot, and you know that's something that uh, we need to focus on as well. Um, uh, you know, just from the time I started to learn all the way up till now, there's I've seen a lot of uh, changes, a lot of big differences. And, you know, those are things that were passed down to us from, from our uh, ancestors that we need to hold um, close to our hearts to remember who we are as a people. What do you think would be the way to save our language? Uh, so one of the ideas that I pitch out there, um, you know, during COVID, they sent the kids home with these laptops and that's how they were uh, going to school. And, you know, I, I think, you know, that would be a good opportunity for our language program to do the same thing, um, you know, with, with different uh, topics for the kids to study and learn uh, at home. 
but not not only there, but you know, also teach uh, the household because not a, not a lot of families are are fluent in the language. And mm-hmm. when the kids go home, you know, they have nobody to uh, speak it with. And so, you know, why why not um, throw in things to where the whole household can learn as well? Yeah, I think that that, that right there um, highlights a strength that you would um, you could probably wave is is um your ability or your eagerness to use technology and then the fact that you were raised very traditionally um if you mash the two together and use that as a tool i think you could be very effective um i would if i was you uh, 26 years old you know you you're not hesitant at all to resort towards technology you were raised in a time where technology is is thriving and but you're also raised by from from what I can tell a uh, very strong cultural background and very traditional person and so you know that that could be a, a huge strength for you there um, so just uh, I you know from what I can see um, I, I don't know if that's like something that you, you think about but um, just from the outside looking in that that seems like a good um, asset for you you're also a medicine man correct yes yes for the listeners that might not know what does that what does that mean exactly uh, so there, there's a lot of uh, interpretations of medicine man. There's this uh, one saying that I've heard from uh, 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 one of our my uh, mentors, uh, who's who's no longer here with us. He had uh, once said that the medicine man knows everything, um, but he didn't. He never considered himself a medicine man because, you know, he was still learning things even even into his elder years. And that that's something that I uh, agree with, mm. and you know I'm I'm in this role as a, as a traditional person in Mescalero, uh, but you know for medicine man, I view it as uh, a person you know who is there for their community uh, in the bad times as well as the good times uh, to to pray for everybody you know look after um, your community from the youngest one to the oldest one in the tribe, um, but also to uh, safeguard the uh, traditions and uh, language, you know, as as a whole. Well, I think um, you're <clears throat> you're you're a great candidate in my mind for a few reasons. Um, one of the reasons would be you know, like a little bit, like of how hard it it is for someone our our age. Um, to be in touch with our culture because you can see from, um, you know, our age group that what we're missing and what we're lacking and what our struggles are growing up. So I think you can relate to someone like me, like of how, what I was lacking and what I was missing. And you might be more fit to provide some of those tools, you know, just because like there are some advantages, I think, um, for you being 26. Uh, I'm not much older, you know, I'm 32. Uh, Well, I guess, you know, that's, that's a good bit, but um, I can I would relate more to you than I would to someone that was in their 40s or 50s because I think like you would probably I feel like you would know some of the struggles you know that I endured we're just we're just closer it's just like a simple like age um, reference there um, so I can sense like um, some some good strengths that you have like just for our younger voters uh, one thing that I was telling uh, Julie in the podcast back was um, I think your biggest uh, tool here would be to get our age group, your age group to vote. Um, I don't really see a lot of people that are around your age into politics. 
which is why I find you so interesting. <laughs> uh, very young and you just, you're already in there. So that's cool. It's really cool to see, but um, if you could just, you know, rally up your age demographic and, cause I don't know if it's this way across, you know, our, um, the reservation where like other people your age want to see people their age in, in the tribal council position. Um, I don't, I don't know if they, they think about it as much as, as you do, you know? No, and I'm, I, you know, I totally agree. Um, you know, and we do need to push to have our, our um, younger voters to to actually participate and vote. Um, you know, we can't we can't make change if if you don't vote. You know, and one thing that I really stress, you know, is to to really get to know your candidates, uh, see where where they stand, see you know how. Um, uh, how how their minds work a little bit, you know, just just to get to know them and and understand them, uh, to see what type of person they are, and if you think that um, they'll they'll do some good, then you know, give them a chance. Does it seem like the the people age eighteen to twenty six, maybe people that are your friends you talk to, does it seem like they go out and vote, or a lot of them not? From the ones I know. <laughs> I, I would say yes because you know I I do have a lot of friends that are that are uh, my age and they are happy you know for me uh, uh, throwing a bid in for for tribal council and they're getting out there and voting yeah that's awesome cool that's interesting I just I just don't know you know I just I didn't know at all and um, <clears throat> you're uh, <laughs> something else that kind of sets for me is like you're, you're really mature for a twenty six year old. Um, you're already a medicine man. You're already, this is your second time running for council. Your second year, right? Yeah, second yeah. year. <laughs> and um, you, you kind of feel like an old soul to me, if I could put it like that. Like, you're just very mature, you know. Yeah, yeah. I've always been told that I, I look older and sound older than than, uh, <laughs> than what I am. And, very wise for your age. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. It's and it's I'm very happy to see um, someone like your age, not only just running for council, but leading our community and cultures and traditions and that you're a medicine man. So um, I'd like to give you another pat on the back there, you know, because um, you're you're really making a difference for our community doing that. And um, I'm sure it takes a lot of time out of your 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 life. And you've devoted a lot of commitment to that and to that um, to that leadership role for our community. And so. Just another big pat on the back to you um, right there. And uh, yeah, just I hope you can just mentor that same mentality into younger people and just keep that going for us. And um, a lot of our culture depends on guys like you, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, That day that you went out and had your booth, I mean, you talked about one of the main concerns was the end's debt. Was there another concern other than that that tribal members kept bringing up? Uh, I'd say the next, well, one of the other issues that wasn't brought up was the um, uh, housing issue on the reservation. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, the housing problem that we have is, um, uh, I forgot the name of it. Um, yeah, I don't even know who. But it is, it's a federal program, you know, for, mm-hmm. for lower income families. Um you know, you have to meet a certain criteria in order to qualify for a house. It's not HUD, is it? Yeah. It's, it's HUD, HUD. HUD, okay, yeah. yeah. I can't want to say um, HIPAA, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, like I said, you know, HUD, HUD is a, a good program. Um, mm-hmm. 
if you uh, meet their criteria. If you don't, then you're basically out of luck. You got to get your own land and, you know, get your own house on your own, uh, if, if not through HUD, you know. And I think as a tribe, you know, we, we can um, do better in that area to, to have more tribally owned homes uh, to where there is no criteria, you know, as far as income goes. Uh, that it's open to anybody. Um, and I think, you know, we need to uh, have more, you know, just more more tribally owned homes. Well, so right now, what is it if you don't meet the criteria? You have to be what? Uh, you have to, well, it depends. It varies from, you know, if you're a family of um, four, you, you, know, you have to have a certain amount of um, money that you make in a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, for me, uh, personally, I've, I've had applied for a house through HUD, and I'm um, single. You know, I don't have a family, and I, I you know, make a decent amount, but uh, they say that I make too much to do mm-hmm. have a house. And, um, you know, as far as, far as uh, specifics, you know, on numbers, I'm, I'm not too sure, but I, knew, I do know that there is a criteria. Yes. Uh, based on income. So if elected, how do you think, uh, what would you do to try to fix that? If elected, you know, I, I would uh, push uh, for more tribal projects um, for, for tribally owned homes, you know, houses that are built and owned by the tribe and not through uh, HUD. Um, but but also, you know, not that's not to say do away with HUD completely, but, you know, um, to to have uh, our tribe uh, build more homes for our tribal members. Um, how that is going to be done, I'm not too too sure on. But you know, we we do need to get started somewhere. Yeah, definitely. With um, <clears throat> so you know, housing is always one. Housing is always an issue. People bring up you know, getting land, getting housing, um, and people always want to talk about the Indian and language and things like that. Um, are there are there any any like unique interests that you have in mind that you would like to address if you made it in? Uh, I guess a uh, uh, area would be to expand our um, economic economy here in Mescalero. Mm-hmm. You know, I said uh, you know, guys, they were our uh, our sole source of revenue currently, and. One thing I've been asked about is what about the legalization of marijuana on the reservation? Um, you know, I, I, I'm open for any and every idea that's, that will benefit our tribe uh, overall. You know, as, as long as we can uh, come up with other ways to uh, expand our economy and help put our, our tribe in a better position. You seem like um, like you, you're kind of thinking about like all options and things like that. Um, what, do you have like inspirations, like anyone that you follow, or do you um, do you study anything like business wise? You, you kind of seem like that's where your interest is, is like the economic portion. I not necessarily study, you know, a whole lot. I, I um, do keep up with things that happen around uh, Indian country. Mm-hmm. So I, and and you know just like with uh, one of the pueblos up north, they have a, a Tesla uh, manufacturer on the reservation, and you know that that's something that I think would be good here on, here in Mescalero. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and I'm not can't remember exactly sure what tribe it was, but I believe there's a couple of tribes out there that did um, uh, legalize marijuana on their reservations. Yeah, and you know that would be something of interest mm-hmm. uh, to see to see how they did it. You know, with that topic, it always gets brought up. Um, well, if we legalize it, we're going to lose our federal funding. Um, do you know anything about that or how that works? I'm not 100% sure, but, you know, a lot of the states, they legalize marijuana and, you know, they still get federal funds. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm sure there's got to be a way around it, you know, mm-hmm. and there's uh, big changes happening within the United States as well. You know, not too long ago, uh, President Joe Biden, he pardoned um you know, people who had uh, misdemeanors, you know, on simple marijuana possession or, you know, things like that. Yeah. And, that, you know, it was to show that um, there are changes happening and, you know, we need to keep up with those changes. Yep. I agree. Yeah. I really enjoy your perspective on things. Um, you kind of like, you seem like you got like big ideas. And uh, I think a lot of us are starting to realize that there's so much potential on the reservation. And, um, you know, all of us, you know, we all, we all drive in our cars and have those big ideas and um, we all get motivated for a while. But, you know, it, it's real. It's really going to come down to people like you who, who are going to make a difference. If enough of you come together and enough of you can um, really um, team up and come up with some good ideas, I, I bet you, you know, our, our tribe can really thrive, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I totally agree. You know, I, I you know, if I like that, I'm I'm only one person, you know, there's there's seven others that'll be sitting at that table as well and it, it's my job you know just as well as theirs to uh, support each other but also kind of inspire each other uh to to um do better for a tribe overall you know what what makes sense for us in the time being you know but you know like i said we do need to keep up with the times as well yeah how would you say the right way is to handle um getting information out to tribal members would it be something like general meetings, uh, videos on Facebook, or how would you go about that if elected? Uh, if elected, you know, that, that is one thing that I, I am um, campaigning on is, is for open government. And some of the ideas that I pitched out there was uh, to, uh, not long ago, uh, Pasco, you know, with the language program, had a, had a radio broadcast. Yeah, that he did um, on Fridays, and he broadcasted uh, traditional music on there, and you can only catch it if you were to, in the vicinity um, of the plaza there. And you know that, in my opinion, that would be something that we can look into for our council meetings uh, to have those broadcasted. But you can only catch it, you know, if you're in the vicinity. Um, another thing, you know, is to live live stream it. And you know, I I think that's that's a good way of doing that. Um, or you know, another another way that I've talked about was um, showing um, the votes during uh, council meetings to see you know which council member how they voted, and all that's going to do is hold those council members uh, accountable uh, for the way that they uh, vote. You know, and it gives the community member, the tribal member, the opportunity to see how. Uh, their their council members are working, and if they really are working uh, for the tribe, uh, for the better of the tribe. So you're saying you're saying each uh, tribal council meeting, an open meeting that could be either broadcasted on the 
the the radio like you talked about or a live broadcast every council meeting um yeah i i'd say every council meeting uh, you know unless it's a executive session you know that that would be understandable um i know san carlos they they do a uh, live council meeting and i think it, theirs is on tuesdays mm -hmm. and they you know it's it's a pretty good program uh, they they have it open You know, you can go on there online and listen, listen live, and you know it. It seems to work pretty well for them uh, on keeping their their tribal members informed. Yeah, I think that would be great. Some people yeah. could could uh, know what's going on. It seems like a lot of tribal members are in the dark right now. Maybe you could like um, issue out. You can register and use like I don't know some some form of identification to register. Maybe get like a code or a token, and then you could like log into like maybe like a Zoom or something that has like a password only a tribal member could get or something. Yeah, yeah. There, there's ways, and um, I, I kind of keep sensing like you bringing technology into it, and I'm always like looking for like your view if you if if I can catch it. If you're seeing some like just because like you're you're a little bit younger, and then I'm trying to catch like how older people are thinking, but um, you know I can't. Uh, really put a divide between you and like the older generation because I did notice um, lately too a lot of like the, the older members in the tribal council they're getting a little bit more savvy with technology yeah yeah they're getting they're getting a little bit better and stuff it's just um I'm just trying to catch like what your influence is and you know just I'm just curious you know I was just really curious about it but I like that idea of um what you said I, I re I'm a huge fan of what you said about having uh, people see what the each tribal council council person voted like what your vote was yeah yeah it's <laughs> like really holding like you said holding them accountable for um where you stand oh yeah yeah, yeah. and yeah. You, you mentioned big shout out to pasco we had him on that on the show a while back so big shout out to him and his radio broadcast that he does so, does he still do that um i don't i haven't heard anything lately oh, yeah. uh, i think it's been a couple months uh, you know that I've, i've heard anything really but you know i mean i enjoyed it and you know other tra uh, tribal members enjoyed it as well and you know maybe that that's something that can be brought back um and you know you asked about the general meetings as well yeah um, uh, i'm i'm in you know total total support of that um having our, our regular scheduled uh, general meetings um but i would actually like to see it done more than just twice a year you know do it quarterly you know that way you're You're keeping the tribal members up to date, and um, again, you know, it, it will help bring our community back together again. You know, mm -hmm. having having that, um, I believe, just having uh, general meetings um, will kind of ease out a lot of the, the the frustrations and the tensions that tribal members are feeling. You know, from from being in the dark, yeah. you know, on tribal issues. Why, if you had to say, why do you think they're not doing it now? Uh, my personal opinion, you know, is 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 just from all the the fussing and all that that goes on during during uh, those meetings. Mm -hmm. And but you know, they have them only once in a great while. That of course that's to be expected. <laughs> you know, yeah. people got a lot of uh, uh, tension built up, and. You know, it, it's a unique relationship that our tribal government has with our people because, you know, not you're not going to ever see that opportunity or you're not going to hardly ever see that opportunity outside the reservation, you know, with uh, other uh, forms of government as well. You know, county, 
commissioners or, or local governments, state governments, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. We have, um, <clears throat> how many people do we have in the tribe now? It's like 6,000, 5, Um, Around that, I think, correct? Yeah, just about, it was just over 5,000. And that was, that was from the uh, 2010 census. I haven't seen anything from the 2020 census. So I don't know how we're looking on oh, those numbers. I thought we had just a tad more, I guess. Yeah. Well, I haven't paid attention to it too much, but out of the, out of the 5,000, do you know like how many come out to vote? Uh, well, just from last year and this year, uh, it's just right around a thousand for the for the uh, general elections. If not, maybe up to twelve hundred. Just depends. And, and I don't I don't even know um, personally. Is is that like a good turnout for the amount of people that we have? Like like a fifth of the population? Because I guess like a good number of it's like not even old enough, right? Yeah, I don't know. I'm not too. I'm not 100 sure, but I, you know, I do believe that we can at least do a little bit better than that. Mm-hmm. In, in taking into consideration that not all tribal members, you know, live on the on the reservation as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. Do, do you know, like, um, like if it's getting better, like if this past year was like a better year than like most? I think. Well, just you know comparing this year from last year this year i think we're we were kind of kind of down in numbers a bit um going into the primaries uh, but that's typically how it is you know primaries you don't really get a whole lot of voters and then come uh, general elections that's when you get a whole lot more uh, turnout oh yeah people are kind of just like waiting to see like when it when they feel like it matters or something yeah yeah um well i'm, I'm just curious on like where we where we stand right now as like a population who actually gets out there and votes and um i'm i'm just just thinking like from from your experience um what what you've seen in the past and and what you see now um when you have your booth up there and and you're you're actually you know campaigning and you're you're down there in mescalero um do you ever get like uh a lot of people like coming like to pray what's what's that experience like do you get a lot lot of praise or do you get a lot of people who want to give you a hard time how how is that from my experience, it's it's been uh, pretty fair. You know, I, I have a lot of people that um, are, are in support of me, but, you know, they, they still want to ask questions. They still want to, you know, um, see where I stand on certain issues and things like that. And there are times, you know, when, when um, I've been asked about uh, certain issues, like, you know, one, one area was... Uh, uh, being asked about the language, if I was uh, fluent in the language, if I understood the language, and um, you know I'm not fluent in the language, and you know, but that is something that I am working on myself, and you know it is a big concern um, within our our older uh, uh, generations there in Mescalero. Mm-hmm. Did some pe- uh, people approach you and speak speak to you in Apache? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I, had, I had a couple, and and. You know, I um, like I said, I'm not fluent, but you know, I, I do try to uh, speak with them and, and uh, understand the language a little bit better. Um, and you know, I, I give them that respect and you know, listen to what they have to say. And uh, you know, if, if I don't know, then I'll find out. You know, mm-hmm. I'm. You know, they they always say that the language um, is it, something that you learn. You know, from hearing orally and. Um, me, it, you know, I, I 
being a, a younger generation, uh, going to school in Mescalero, uh, seeing it written down, you know, if, if I see it written down and yeah, I can, I can read it. And, you know, it's, so I'm kind of learning backwards, you know, if you will, just from seeing the uh, language written down, you know, learning it that way. Yeah, it's a tough one. I, I fight with that battle a lot. And um, I mentioned this before, like, um, you know, I don't think it's completely our fault because we were born. We just, we were kind of speaking like what was spoken to us. I think you're right. And um, we get a lot of like scrutiny at our age because it's like, you don't know it. And at the same time, I was like, well, I wasn't taught. Like I did everything that was given to me in Muscular School and I, I did the class. I, and all the Apache I know is pretty much from the classes, you know? Yeah. I just, it's not like my fault or your fault that we weren't like raised around like fluent speakers or I didn't spend like a lot of time with those family members, you know? Yeah. It's just kind of like how my life went. And, but, you know, I kind of relate with you on that one and stuff. And it, it kind of like seems like, (laughs) like, I don't know how how to put it, like a, like a big public shaming when someone just comes up to you and puts you on the spot and wants to speak to you in Apache. And then, you know, I don't understand like what they're getting out of that. Like when they, when they leave that booth, it's like, I don't know if they feel good because they put you down. They're like, well, I spoke to him in Apache. He didn't know what I said. And like, do they go somewhere and just like talk to other people about how they made you feel bad because you didn't speak it in Apache? Mm-hmm. I just I just don't agree with that concept. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like if it was me and I was fluent and I came to your booth, you know, I'd, and you know, I'd talk to you personally and privately and be like, you know, if you don't know it fluently, I highly recommend you know it. You know, um, you know, I, what are your intentions on learning it? Maybe in a more healthy way than kind of like, like, like that public shaming, you know? <laughs> It's kind of tough, but yeah, I don't mean, and it is, you know, a, a kind of a, a tough issue to tackle, especially when you're uh, kind of caught off guard. But you know, it, it is to be expected, mm-hmm. um, especially you know with our elders um, being, you know, a lot of you, know, especially during COVID, we did lose a lot of our elders, and right. you know, I I feel their frustrations. You know, I I understand that um, our language needs to be revitalized, but as you said, it needs to be done so in a, in a uh, healthy way mm-hmm. and you know I, I along with our language you know I've, I'm always being questioned about the uh, uh, culture as well how I do things you know how it differs and how I should be doing things yeah and you know that that's another area that you know at least I'm, I'm taking the initiative to be a part of our culture yeah. you know as, as young as I am and you know it and Hopefully, you know, others as well as young or as young, if not younger than me, will will um, step up and uh, be a part of it as well. Yeah, I, um, I, I still have a lot of respect for you for being a medicine man so young and, and running for tribal council so young. And um, I kind of like have faith in you that you are learning to learning our language and stuff. And, you know, I myself, I'm trying and, you know, I, but sometimes like I've been... And I think I'm so bitter on this subject because I've been um, belittled in front of people. I've been like shamed in front of people because there there was um there's a couple time instances where I was put down for not knowing it in, in a very unhealthy way, you know. But then there were others though where they said something, and I was like, "What did you just say? How how did you say that?" Like, and I repeated it back to them. Um, and I learned a few phrases recently by asking people and they seemed very patient with me and didn't put me down. And I learned a few fra- phrases recently um, by some people that were very positive in teaching me at that moment. They think they recognize like, oh, this is just a younger person just trying to learn. So there, it can, there are people out there who do want to teach and who are like trying to help. 
Yeah, and you know those are the people that we we really need to highlight and um, you know, hopefully uh, influence you know to get into uh, teaching the language. You know, and I think it'll be better for for our the preservation of the language and culture overall. You know, to get those type of people um, involved with it. Yeah, and it's it's a tough one. I don't even know how to put it into words. Like like the way I feel about it. And I don't understand like what the true fix is, but um, it's just, it's a topic that, that means a lot to me. And I'm trying to learn still. And um, it's very important to, to me to see like someone like you who's aspiring to learn. I don't expect you to know it because it's, it's, it is tough to pick up, you know, especially to become fluent. But yeah, that, I just um, curious on your perspective on the whole thing. For the listeners that might not know you, um, so did you go to go to school, live in in Mescalero your whole life, and then where do you work at now? What do you do? Um, I went to Mescalero all the way up till third grade. Then I went down to Tularosa um, up until halfway through my junior year. And I came back to Mescalero. Um, that's where I graduated from. Uh, my current position: I'm the assistant director for. Uh, Tribal Historic Preservation Office. I've been there for five years now. Oh, dang. That's cool. Nice. So you even have like a, a keen uh, sense of our history. You, you kind of like know, you know a little bit more than most, I would say. Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, history has always been my favorite subject in mm-hmm. school. And when this, when I got the opportunity came for this job, I, you know, I applied for it, ended up getting it. And you know, I've learned a lot um, about about our tribe, uh, the history of our tribe. Um, next year, actually, it's going to be 150 years since our tribe has been federally recognized. Yeah. And you know, I, I hope our tribe does something to acknowledge that. You know, because that is a, a big, big uh, milestone. You know, in in our history. And you know, I'm I'm very big on history as well. You know, I, history. You know, there's a saying that I um, seen not too long ago on Facebook says something like, "History is um, not meant for for um, I forget what it says, but you know, it, it, it's um, there for you to learn from, uh, not to make those same mistakes again, mm-hmm. uh, more or less." The, uh, you seem like a very involved person with our community. Um, you got a lot going on for you. Just like understanding the people, you know, just understanding Mescalero for what it is. And um, I, I, you know, applaud you for that and your interests and what, what led you to, um, you know, being in the position you are now. You, yeah, you know, you're, you're not one to laugh at in that race right now. Um, other than not being like fluent, like you don't have like much weaknesses, you know, people might hit you for being young, not being fluent or whatever it is, but you do bring a lot of strengths, you know, so. Yeah, I mean, one of the things that, you know, looking back on history and just reading different things um, is that, you know, I, I do acknowledge I am young and, uh, you know, in a lot of people's eyes. Which could be a strength. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, I mean, it is, you know, and, and. But you know, looking looking back at the our own history, you know, a lot of our leaders were were pretty young when they stepped into these uh, leadership roles as well. And you know, uh, 
um, they've they've done a lot of good things, great things for our community. You'll uh, you'll be extremely seasoned if you stick with it and you hit like the age that most people decide to run. I I don't know what what like the average age age is when you decide to run. Maybe like in your thirties or something. But like I would say it was be it was probably older than that, like forties. So? Yeah, what well, I think maybe ten years ago it, it changed to uh, to like. 30s mm. yeah before that I, I remember always seeing like people at least 50 yeah 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 and then now you by the time you hit to that like 35 and 45 year mark if you're still in this and i think you're going to be extremely experienced <laughs> at that time you just started out so young you know and you're going to work out all those what? um those issues early on which is going to be great what would you say has been your biggest accomplishment in life um I'd say just the simple fact that I, um, in the last, well, I graduated in 2015, you know, that's not that far ago, but, you know, since that time, just being, being able to be in my position, my current position, um, when I was in high school, I was a a housekeeper. I worked at the end, you know, for six years. Mm-hmm. In between the end and Skiria, and kind of got tired of it. Wanted different, you know, wanted to do something different, and became a sanitation worker. Worked out at Silver Lake uh, for a summer, and then I got involved with our youth development as a natural resource aide. And you know, from there, it, it was um, kind of assigned to my my uh, department historic preservation. Um, and that's where I basically, you know, started uh, learning how to do my job pretty well, um, and just just being in this role, you know, as as assistant director, wow. in in a little time, in such a little time frame, you know, seven years. I think that's my biggest achievement so far, you know. So you worked your way up to where you're at now. That's your position now. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I think it's very important to keep keep track of your your progress in in life, like. You, you know, you, you have your personal, um, your personal view on like those achievements. It's very important, you know, to know know where you stand with yourself and reach your own goals. Because it's hard to say, like, you know, I look at Chris and his his job and his career is far different than mine. But um, you know, being aware of your own milestones, I think, is great. And, and you just seem you seem very organized in like that ladder of success that you have in, in your head. Um, the uh, we, we haven't really like hit much on like on your family, like. I don't, I don't know you at all, which is why I think this this conversation these these types of conversations are always great for me. Um, do you have like siblings or? Yeah, I have a, a brother and a sister, uh, younger brother, older sister. I'm the middle child. Mm-hmm. Um, my always I grew up with my mom's side of the family, and you know I always been uh, like I said a close knit family. Mm-hmm. Uh, grew up in on old road. Um, oh, okay. So I I come from you know Morgan side. On, on my mother's side, um, Hubbard's, Doug Hives, and then on my paternal side, is, uh, come from the Shantas. Uh, and I don't really too, know too much you know, about them, but that, mm-hmm. that that's perfectly fine. I, I haven't heard that, that name, uh, last name too often, Doc Yeah, it, it uh, actually is my uh, late grandmother's. Uh, she had passed uh, a couple years ago, three years ago. Uh, she was and she was the only dog I in Mescalero at the time. But I, when I uh, was about 
Suo hadn't been kind of young yet. I decided, you know, I didn't want to change my last name, and I took her last name, just meaning that she was the only dog kind there, Muscularo. Oh, wow. And that's actually a, a Kiowa last name, so mm. it comes from Oklahoma. Just um, And you kind of made that switch to kind of keep her, her legacy going? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dang, that's cool. That, that's real cool. Um, I don't, you know, sometimes people change, like, the last name and stuff, and um, I never, like, know, like, the motivation behind it, but but something like that, I, th- I think, is, is pretty cool, um, especially since she was the only um, duck guy on the, the reservation. Um, that's, that's pretty admirable of you. Um, say, like, uh, <clears throat> when, when, when are we supposed to vote? When's the next uh, voting round? Uh, general elections is uh, November 8th. November 8th. Yeah. You're going to be set up uh, in, in the plaza uh, next week, right? Uh, yeah, I'm actually having a uh, meet and greet uh, November 5th, just the weekend before uh, general elections. And it'll be from 9 to 2. Um, you know, I do invite uh, anybody and everybody to come out, ask questions. You know, I'm, I'll, I'll be there from 9 to 2. If you have any concerns, issues, or you, you just want to get to know me a little bit better, you know, I invite you all to come out. Yeah, that's awesome. The um, uh, Coming on to this podcast is going to be a, a useful tool for you, just uh, for people to kind of hear your voice and kind of get a feel for who you are and stuff. And, and hopefully people do come around at the booth. When, when you're set up right there, is there like a lot of your family there? Do you guys have like um, like like food and like the typical booth? Where, where's you guys' stand usually located? Uh, so just right, right across from the, uh, post office, you know, there's a big old, um, uh, elm tree that, uh, I've been, I set up last year and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll be set up there again this year. I'll have to come by this time. <clears throat> oh yeah. And, um, you know, anybody that knows my, my family, my mom and my aunts, um, you know, they're, they're pretty well known for their fry bread. So awesome. we'll, <laughs> we'll have fresh fry bread on hand. That's I cool. bet it, I bet it's a lot of hard work, uh, campaigning. Is there anybody you'd like to recognize or give a special shout out that you're thankful for that helped you? Uh, just my family, really, you know, I, I uh, tell them, you know, even last year after uh, each selection round that I'm very thankful for them. Uh, like I said, we've always been a close-knit family. We've done things together, uh, and that's just how we were, we were taught to be. Um, so I, you know, want to thank my family. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's my family. That's awesome. That's great. And having uh, family support is definitely important, um, especially to go through this alone. They, they probably provide like a good sense of comfort for you and uh, just, just having people just to be there for you at the end of the day, you know, and that's awesome. Um, I'm glad you have that that with you. Uh, with uh, on those types of days, like I know you said you were nervous. I know you said you, you're going to come around nervous again on this time around, but I think you um, you either hide it well or you, you know how to like convert it into a good like positive energy um i feel comfortable talking to you i can't i can't tell if you're nervous or if you're nervous when you started maybe just like a little bit um but i would just say to you if i can you know give you any advice just stay confident um just keep your confidence that you have and i think you'll be fine you know a lot of people are going to come to your booth and you know maybe there's there's some that maybe already have a vendetta and want to want to put you on the spot and say (laughs) something or or maybe some or just want to make you laugh or whatever it is but I think you'll handle it just fine. I think you're you already fit for the position to, um, you know, deal with people and talk with people, and you kind of have like this real like laid back like demeanor, like this cool little like vibe to you and stuff like that. So I'm not I'm not too worried about you. 
Um, do you feel like your nervousness is like more hidden on the inside? You said you're nervous, but yeah, I mean, I um, <clears throat> you all know I'm nervous unless I tell you, <laughs> you, you know, and I yeah. uh, I was never really uh, good at uh, public speaking, mm-hmm. but you know, I I did go to college down there in uh, Almogoro. I took a couple classes here and there. Mm. And I did take public speaking, and you know, whenever get in front of a group of people you wouldn't know i took public speaking <laughs> because you know i get i get real nervous then but and that in those times you you'll know when i'm nervous but i you know i i try to remember you know to stay calm and and remember you know what 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 my uh, goal is you know yeah. whatever it may be it, nice it's tough when it's you like in, when you're on that receiving end of the questions and and the maybe at times like the criticism or, or whatever it is but um, I think a lot of us forget, like when we're approaching your booth, like that that you are on that receiving end, you know. And it's easier for us to come up to you and be like, "What do you think about this? What are you gonna do about this?" You know. Um, I just, I always very, uh, I, and I'm living through through your experiences now. So hopefully after <laughs> after that round, you can come back on and talk to us and like let us know what your experience was like. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I asked Julie this question. I want to ask you the same question. So to be simple for all the listeners out there, if they just say, J- Jacob, why should we vote for you? What would you have to say to them? I'd uh, probably say, you know, it, and, um, if, you know, you feel confident enough in me to uh, bring about change for the good, then that's the reason you should vote for me. Because, you know, I... I um, got a lot of experience um, growing up in the community, seeing the community. You know, I've lived there all my life, and just uh, seeing uh, different situations for different families, um, and even my own personal experiences. You know, growing up, you know, I can relate to a good majority of people out there and understand them and their situations more times than not. Um, you know, just basically want them to know that um, that they do matter in our community, mm. and you know it's time that we make that uh, change within our, our, our tribal government to no. uh, bring back you know that our the um, ideology or remind our community members that uh, they they do matter as well. Nice. I love that saying though that you always post and you always say. What, what is it again? Oh, pray yeah. for one another, respect. How's, how's it go? Yeah, uh, pray for one another, respect each other, uh, check on each other, uh, love each other, but most importantly, be there for one another. That's yeah. awesome. I think that should be the name of this episode. What do you think, Blue? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll be a, it'll be a good name. We you know trying to keep everything positive all the time, and <clears throat> we um, we're not we're not definitely not here to like like point out like flaws or anything sometimes you know things come up and stuff but um most importantly i think you're doing a great job and trying to step up and, and be a role model and a leader in the community and stuff like that so i think that 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 saying fits you very well and stuff um when i when i first met you uh, i think you just seemed like so like serious right off the bat and stuff and i was like oh no is he like too serious for me but <laughs> like as soon as you started talking you know it, it used up pretty well but um I just uh, I wish you all the best and and you know and I hope that um, you know if you were to get voted in and I hope every everyone's like welcoming and 
you fit in just fine and you guys become a good team. I think that's the most important thing about this whole this whole thing is like, you know, when we get in there that we don't go charging in thinking I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I think the biggest um, hurdle, in my opinion, I could be wrong. I don't even know what I'm talking about. But I think the biggest hurdle would be to have to work with the other council members and to all agree on things. And probably the hardest thing there is for everyone to agree, you know. I, I hope you guys come together as a good team. Yeah, you know, and, um, <clears throat> one of the things that I uh, will push for, you know, is is for to build those re- relationships um, uh, with each other on, on tribal council to build a good team. You know, you can't get nothing done um, by yourself. You know, like the saying goes, there's no I in team. Um, but you know, it, it's like I said, it is time that we come together for the betterment of our tribe. Yeah. You guys are all going to have strengths in there and stuff. And, um, it's, it's hard. It, it really is hard sometimes. Like we all, we all know, like everyone talks about the community and people talk about the council and, you know, it's not always like positive things and, and stuff. So, um, the one, one thing that I hope is like, you know, you get in there and stuff and you just bring a little bit more brightness to the team and. People can kind of see you for who you are and stuff. And uh, maybe you do be that change that brings in the transparency and your ideas, you know, maybe get accepted and people start to um, look at our council with like just more positivity, less criticism and stuff. Because I, I can't imagine that job's easy, you know. Mm. Oh, yeah. You know, and then um, one thing that I, you know, within our voters, our younger voters, um, you know, and trying to influence them to get out and vote and really voice um, their perspectives as well. But also, you know, I think it's time that we get a lot more uh, younger candidates involved as well. You know, that would be good um, just overall for our community and to see um, how other, you know, younger generations feel about different things. You know, I, I, I'm only one one person, you know, but... Hopefully, you know, in the future, we do have a lot more younger candidates in there as well. Uh, A mixture is definitely healthy. A mixture of like um, that age demographic, I think is going to be really healthy. People, you know, that are a lot older are definitely going to have been there, done that and know from experience, like what works and what doesn't. And you're going to be, you know, bringing in your ideas and your your perspective from, you know, what you went through during your time. And I think, you know, having a good blend and cohesion is going to be our our next goal, I, I, you know, in my opinion, um, <clears throat> they, uh, how, how long do we stay in that position? Was it two years? Two years. Yeah. Do you um, think that's long enough? Two years? Um, if it was a full term, full time, uh, position, you know, I think it would be good. It would give the uh, council member enough time to, to work on different issues that our tribe, uh, is facing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in, in the past, I've, um, thought about it. Well, you know, what if we go into uh, four-year terms, or or um, you know, uh, longer terms, and then what they have now? Uh, would it really be effective uh, for council members to um, uh, make change? And it, it's almost like a, a revolving door. Um, you know, like I've always uh, been told that things take time to to uh, to change, you know, for things to change, but you know, and, and, and I always say, well, change it has to start somewhere. You mm-hmm. know, why not start now? Um, even if it's if it doesn't get changed, you know, at least make useful the time that you do have. 
uh, yeah. while serving on council. If elected, uh, what would you say was going to be your main tool to get to be transparent with the tribal members? Is it going to be is it going to be Facebook? Is it going to be uh, meeting with them person to person, or is it going to be the radio? Maybe this podcast, or how 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 do you going to want to go about it? Um, I think to to start with, uh, we do need to bring back the uh, general meetings, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you know, and that would be something for tribal members. You know, it. Um, not everybody is going to be able to see it. Not everybody's going to be there. Maybe you know we can do a live live stream in that, mm-hmm. um, and you know, that's just to start with, you know. Yeah, you know everyone would be watching it on Facebook. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know, moving down the line, you know, it would be great to get um, get it broadcast over radio live stream as well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the main things that I would push for really is uh, uh, to have those. Um, Tribal council uh, votes uh, published. It, it, it might not also just be like the fact that we don't want to do it. Maybe we're lacking like some resources or something. You know, maybe it's like takes a little bit more time and effort to pull together like the team, like the IT team, and um, you got to buy the devices. And maybe just we just don't have the resources yet. Maybe we're just right there. Maybe we just need a little push or something. Or maybe you get in there and then you can explain why we don't yeah. do it. <laughs> well, I'm just going to play devil advocate for a little bit. What if you get in there and everybody, like what's going on now, it seems like, I don't know, if every other person in there is like, oh, no, I don't want to do a general uh, meeting or I don't want to mm-hmm. go on because it's just going to be a witch hunt. What, what are you What are you going to say? You know, like I said, uh, uh, change has to happen. It's got to start somewhere. Why not now? You mm-hmm. know, and. You know, being in those positions, it's it's to be expected. And if that's something that you know that you're really holding out on or um, really holding back on, then you know maybe you should uh, do a little bit of better job. You know, and <laughs> mm-hmm. that's just that's just the way I feel about it. But you know, our our community is frustrated. You yeah. know that that. They're not being informed on uh, yeah, issues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're frustrated, and I hear that a lot, or I see it a lot. It's always like transparency. So that's always like the you know the, the T word that gets thrown around all the time. And, um, I, I I don't know the fix. Um, and I may, maybe having like the meetings and, and all the the airing it and for people to see or hear might might be the answer. I I don't know. Um, but, you know, I, I think also, too, there might be a reason for it because maybe there are some issues that can't be spoken, like, to the public, that can't be, like, shared with the public. I, I don't know. Like, like, maybe there needs to be a necessary, like, privacy for some of the meetings. And I think the tribal members would respect them more if they, if, if it, that was just said. Like, oh, well, we can't talk about that. It's confidential. Yeah. But we yeah. can tell you this, you know, instead of just not right. saying anything at all. I, I do have that, like, perception. Like, everything in those chambers is secret, you know. Yeah, and, and you know, like I said, I, I uh, do the, uh, catch uh, San Carlos's broadcasts, and in those times, you know, they don't broadcast. You know, they usually go into executive session, and that you know that's something that that can be done here. You know, like not everything is meant for uh, the public public's um, uh, hearing or view. You know. Mm-hmm. The um the the only the biggest uh, another piece of advice I'd like to give you I think would be to be approachable. Um, I think there's going to be a lot of people that want to talk to you, and maybe on days you might be tired or something. But I think for for us when if you know when people get voted in, I think it means a lot. Like whenever someone in that position stops and actually listens to us and shows that they care, 
Um, I think the worst thing in the world is like, you know, a tribal council person or maybe the president or vice president kind of makes you feel like they don't have time for you. I think that's always like the biggest like stab to the heart. Like when you want to talk to like your leadership and I get it, you know, they're, they're bombarded all the time. They probably have people always knocking on their door, calling, texting, and it's probably a tough position. But, um, I would say like one of Gabe's biggest, um, strengths, like, you know, whether he acted on every single conversation or not, he always stopped and he talked to everybody. Yeah. And I think that's everyone, why everyone likes him is because like he always like, well, at least, you know, at least he'll listen to you and at least he'll talk to you. And, um, for me, it felt good, you know, and even if it was like, I feel like the small, like, I don't matter. I'm just a small little tribal person, you know, and, and I say something to someone, I feel good. Like when they listen to me and they hear me out, even if it's like, they probably heard my same rant a million times, you know? Yeah, no, definitely. You know, I, there were times when, you know, I uh, had a couple of questions, you know, some of the questions for Gabe or had concerns, you know, he always heard me out on every, on every, every, every uh, one of those concerns that I may have had. You know, he didn't always act on them, but he, you know, at least, you know, he listened, you mm-hmm. know, and that, that's the big thing right there. Um, even, you know, our, tribal government uh, would be something big for them you know would take off a lot of the the, the attention yeah yeah i'm not saying yeah. that any of the other um the tribal council uh, members i'm not saying that they don't they don't listen it's just yeah, yeah. i just think it i think it matters when you do when you do get an ear and it's like hey what do you think about this like i think we should do this and they hear you out and they actually look enthused to listen to you yeah. and i'm like wow what that's awesome you, you feel good you feel like a leader like you are you feel like your leader heard you you know oh yeah yeah, yeah. definitely and i just want to remind all the listeners out there that this is one of the missions of the podcast why me and blue created it was we want to highlight all the good things going on in mescalero that's why we want to we want to bring you on this show so this is definitely a platform for that and i, I want like each Tribal council member, candidate, if you want to come on here, I want y'all to feel comfortable and just get your message out there. So I just want to remind all the listeners that. Yeah. And, and I didn't even know um, who you were. Like I said, no offense. Um, we just haven't crossed paths yet. And um, I welcome like everybody out here trying to do something like that you're doing. You know, these conversations are great. And I think we need to start having these conversations and stuff. And wh- whether like you have enemies or not, I don't know. And if they were to come and, and approach me and say, I don't think you should have had this person you know i would completely disagree because i think you know um everyone deserves a chance to be able to speak and to come onto the platform and tell us like what you're about why you're running it's it's very important not everyone could have made it to your booth that day you know who knows maybe someone was busy and couldn't make it and at least to be able to hear your voice right now is going to matter and people might actually vote for you or or novel (laughs) oh yeah you know i i totally understand and and uh accept that and uh uh, one of the other things I wanted to point out was that I, I am um, planning on doing a uh, live interview as well on, on my Facebook. Oh, cool. Uh, nice. So, you know, uh, I haven't came up with an exact date yet, but oh. I, I did this last year as well where I did a, a live interview. You know, I had somebody ask me questions, and you know, after I was done with that session, it was open, you know, the floor was open for anybody on Facebook um, who had concerns or questions, you know, they would ask me that. Dang, that's cool. You just bring yourself out there, like throwing yourself into the bullpen. Yeah. That's awesome. Is, is there any uh, big question that you got on there that we might have not talked about that we on this podcast? 
Uh, one that I can remember right offhand is um, the the drug issues that we have, you know, in Mescalero. Mm-hmm. And in um, yeah, I've experienced it myself personally, and it, it's not a good good situation to be in. Do you see the people that you love go down that road? And you know, like I said, uh, just me having uh, uh, my family values, I guess. You know, I. I uh, want to see our people being taken care of as well, um, you know, and, and programs implemented for them uh, to be in place so that they can um, uh, live a better life for themselves, but also for their families and um, their community overall. Yeah, definitely. So a, dr- a drug problem, the, how, what was the question, how do we handle the drug problem on the res or how, how was the question? Yeah, uh, uh, I believe that's how it was. It, how do we handle, or what would I do, you know, about the drug problem on the reservation? And that, you know, being on tribal council, that's the legislative body. Um, they need, they're the ones that um, create the laws and pass them, you know, and I, I believe that we need to look at our laws a little bit better and uh, edit them you know, to where they match our needs um, in this time and place now uh, to better um, uh, get a handle on on the drug issue here in Muscleroo. Yeah. um, Something that me and uh, and Chris were were trying to make a difference in and and we were trying to approach and we didn't know like exactly how to do it, but we took a shot. We were were trying to, um, I guess, bring to light or discuss the issues of suicide and our uh, our attempts fell flat. Um, we weren't we weren't able to do what we wanted to do, and I, and I think if um, if I if I could you know just as just as a person just who part of the tribe, if I could make any like recommendations, maybe that's something that we could shed some light on. You know. Oh yeah. That. Oh yeah. You know we 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 do have uh, uh, departments you know that that uh, do take care of those things. I I feel they're not um, supported enough. Mm-hmm. Um, to really get their messages out as well, you know, to community members about uh, different issues, and um, but also finding help for our tribal members that are, are uh, stuck in those uh, situations right now. Yeah, and, and maybe we we can't like find the perfect answer for that, but um, sometimes I get a little hurt and stuff, and, and I want to see like more programs or something. Uh, and I'm not the answer key. I just um, I just recognized that there there was an issue, you know, in the past with with suicide rates and stuff on the reservation. Well, yeah, since you brought that up, I think a lot listeners might wonder what what is he talking about? It fell flat. So I'll go ahead and explain a little bit. Um, we actually had a guest on this show. I don't want to say who it was exactly, but it was a. Uh, how can we put this? Um, Let's just say like it was somebody that was in a position to be able to share information, I guess, and to help. And yeah. and she's a great person. <clears throat> She's a real great person to help, uh, definitely help me out with certain things. Yeah, yeah we just, I might just have to take this out because it was like <laughs> get this part out. It's gonna. Yeah, I don't want. I don't want to get her in trouble. Yeah, there were there were legal. Um, yeah, there was like legal policies and stuff we couldn't get around, and some of the information we talked about was um, it couldn't get cleared and we couldn't release and stuff. So yeah, yeah, there there was just it was just an attempt that we were trying, and yeah, um, like I said, it just it just fell flat. So yeah. without like trying to get anyone into trouble, you know, we, we tried and I, I was like, I felt like I failed there, but we'll try it again. We'll try it again. Once yeah. we get, um, once we get another resource or once we, we gain our, 
our confidence back at that at that issue. But. I guess the best way to put it is I would say therapy, counseling, <clears throat> it, and all that. It it really helps, mm-hmm. and I think that could, like, mental health is a is a big thing, especially in our reservation. We went through COVID. People go through. I feel like people think they have no hope, and they end up they end up doing like bad things, like drinking drugs, alcohol, and then suicide because they just feel like they give up all hope. Well, yeah, you know, and um, a couple years ago, I um, was having anxiety issues and stuff like that, and I just wasn't myself. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I went to go see a, a you know, therapist about it. Mm, I, I want to help, you know, to, to get through that uh, yeah. stage in my life. And, you know, they, they offer, you know, to medication and stuff like that, but that that's not something that I wanted for myself. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know how, you know, what can I do within, you know, my own mind, uh, within my own, you know, body that how, how, what is the best way to, to get over that? And in doing that, you know, just, just a simple conversation about it. You know, I learned a lot mm-hmm. about anxiety, what it was and, and how, how to um, uh, overcome it. And, you know, I'm happy to say that I, I did get past that. That's and, awesome. And, you know, that. Uh, therapy does help you know and, and like I said uh, everybody matters yeah definitely talking talking with somebody definitely does help yeah. we, we okay. kind of we kind of took a tangent on it but um, you know I think um, if like you you jump in there and, and you have experience with some of those things I bet that might be another huge tool for you you know you, you made it through and uh, may, maybe your experience can um, give you some motivation to shed some uh, attention to those areas and maybe like you could talk about that in some of the meetings, maybe bring it up, you know, and push for like maybe some programs or some funding, or, you know, something like that. And maybe that's another strength for you that you, you've been through that as well. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, one, and I think there was like another thing that I was hoping. To, oh, um, I didn't get to bring this up with, with Julie, but um, something I've been like hearing and seeing a little bit. Um, there is an issue with um, is bullying in, in Mescalero schools right now. And I think it jumped up a little bit like recently. Um do you do you have any like experience with that, or do you have any like ideas about how to how to treat that? Uh, yes, I have I've had experiences with it, um, but it, it I mean back then you know I was it was more of a racial thing uh, back then, but you know we we got over it, um, kind of grew out of that stage I guess you can say. Mm. And uh, learn to respect each other. Racial? What do you mean? Uh, just you know, being being called uh, wagon burner, you know, for one. Um, oh, I see. You know, stuff so like that. Just that was in a different a different school, or what? yeah, yeah, it was a, a different school. Um, not not the best experience. Yeah. With it, um, but you know, like I said, we did um, grow out of that stage. You know, to. Um, respect one another because i you know back then you know i reacted to it uh, not not the best way possible but you know mm-hmm. we understand uh, now you know and, uh, that that was one of my experiences with it other than that not not a whole lot uh, but i you know have had uh, or heard uh, certain uh, several instances where bullying goes on uh, in the schools um kids fighting in the bathroom or whatnot it, uh, is that like just me or 
did you guys like hear that as well like recently like in the muscular schools yeah the younger grades I've, I've heard it, yeah yeah i don't know if it's like if it's like a big big issue or if it's just like something i just saw like a story of or but i also heard they're do, they're doing everything they can like the principal oh uh, really is yeah definitely no tolerance for it so that's, that's good, good yeah. that's good yeah no and i i uh, one of the um We'll be on the on the tribal council. You know, you can't really do, do a whole lot. You, mm-hmm. you know, you can have your um, uh, input, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. the, the school they do have their own school board as well. Oh, that's um, right. But also, you know, and that's not to say that they're not doing their best. Um, but you know, there there are things that can be done uh, mm-hmm. as well. Um, maybe a little bit more informal session with the with the students and the parents. At the beginning of the year, you know, before school starts, um, and just just bring it up, you know, um, zero tolerance for bully for bullying, you know, that that is a good policy to, to have on hand. And I get, you know, certain some things do uh, slip. Uh, not everybody can be everywhere at the same time or at one time uh, to get a handle on it completely. But um, you know, it, we. There need to come up with uh, uh, some type of solution to to put an end to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm just you know just making conversation here. Just uh, that just came to my mind recently because of a, another issue um, that I was thinking about today, and I was I was thinking, oh, you know, I should have brought that up with uh, with Julie. And so, maybe, maybe she had some thoughts on it, and then I was well, I'll ask Jacob. You know, we're coming in. I'm talking to Jacob and. Um, but then you're right that that does, um, I think fall like more like school board realms and stuff like that and stuff. Uh, but yeah, just, I just had these, you know, certain thoughts on my, my mind about like some of the issues in the community, stuff like that. Um, but without, um, getting too, too deep into it and, and, and this, this conversation can go on forever. Is, is there anything that you want to touch light on before we start wrapping things up? Um... Not a whole lot, really. You know, just that I want to remind our, our uh, community member, tribal members. You know, again, uh, uh, we're coming out of a hard time. You know, those last few years weren't very easy for us as as a tribe. Um, even now, uh, we're, we're it's not very easy for us. But you know, we we do need to come together again, be a community again. You know, like I said, love each other, respect each other, be there for one, um, pray for one, and love each other. Uh, but most importantly, be there for one another. And, you know, that, that's what I have to say. Awesome. Any, uh, any other candidates or anyone that wants to come on and talk about, I mean, maybe even you're not even running for tribal council, but you want to talk about tribal council. Um, as long as long as you're just not putting people down the whole time. Uh, you know, there there's a lot of room for discussion on this platform and stuff. And um, just having these conversations, you know, this is your time. You know, this is your time, like, to tell us like exactly like what you want to take care of and or if whatever issues are, are stand out to you, what you want to do about certain issues and stuff like that. And uh, me and Chris, we're we're not politicians, you know, by any means. I think we're more just curious yeah. than, than anything. And um, but at the same time, you know, um, I do I do admire like a lot of things that um, you guys put yourselves through. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys put yourselves under a magnifying glass, man, and. Um, you guys, you guys take a lot of criticism and you guys have a lot of conversations with people and, you know, and, and bringing you on this podcast is great. You know, we need to have like these, these talks and, um, it's, I think it's a perfect way for people to like get to know you and hear your voice and kind of like figure out who you are, you know? Oh yeah. 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 
so thank Definitely. you for thank you for coming on and stuff and, yeah. and and talking to the people this is this is a platform it's just a voice you know yeah um and i think it's amazing that you're, you're so young but you're you're so level-headed with where you want to be at in the community so um there's a lot of good things that i see in you uh, i i like i said i didn't know you before today but um i think you're a very genuine person and you're very involved in the community which is a huge plus for you um very very um awesome that you when you mentioned you know you're a medicine man and um you're you know like we all we all have our flaws none of us are perfect but um i think you're you're awesome at what you're what you're doing right now uh i just i can't harp enough like how how much my eyes change change when you're like i'm 26 (laughs) (laughs) so pretty cool man very interesting um anything you want to throw at him chris yeah i just really appreciate you jacob for coming on the show and being here being here with us you know um and um um like i said anybody else that's running for council or anybody doing something good in mescalero we would love to have you and uh i guess one one more thing so is there anything else we might have missed before we before we leave um no nothing that i can uh think of oh where you can where are you gonna be at again um your or what day you're gonna be out on the plaza for all the listeners? Oh, uh, November fifth, uh, from ninety two. I'll be set up across from the uh, post office. Was it November fifth? November fifth. What time? November fifth, from nine a.m. to two p.m. Nine a.m. to two p.m. Make sure you go see Jacob, ladies and gentlemen. Also, uh, he's gonna be going live on Facebook. He'll so stay tuned on his Facebook to when he announced. November you're gonna be going live, right, on Facebook? Yeah. yeah, yeah to answer right. all your your questions we might have missed on here, and. What else? Oh, can you say that slogan one more time for the episode of this podcast? What? How does it go? Uh, love each other, respect each other, uh, pray for one another, uh, check on each other, but most importantly, be there for one another. Be there for one another. That's so awesome. I really love that slogan. But uh, if there's nothing else, I guess we can get into 10 fun questions of the res. I don't know if you heard this before. but So we have 10 fun questions of the res. No right or wrong answer, whatever answer comes to to you first so uh you ready all right here we go first question hunting or fishing uh hunting hunting awesome um man i'm already stuck east la or old road (laughs) i have to go with east la (laughs) nice east la okay um tribal store or casino apache travel center store uh tribal store travel store my favorite thing about mescalero is um the scenery you know the scenery nice um broken arrow or windows i i don't remember broken arrows so i'm gonna have to go with windows on that <laughs> all right well not the old broken arrow broken arrow tap house oh <laughs> <laughs> um I'd, I'd say um broken arrow tap house i guess okay um stuff fry bread or fry bread with a bowl of chili? Uh, stuff fry bread. Stuff fry bread. Um, favorite booth at the feast? Oh, that's a good one. Um, the mutton stand. <laughs> mutton stand, <laughs> yeah. Um, Club 49 or actual Feast 49? I'd say uh, Feast 49. Feast 49. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, uh, I'm most thankful for? Uh, just giving me having the opportunity you know to be in the position that i am um you know and and hopefully it doesn't stop there you know i want to do better as well nice uh 
That was that was ten. I guess we really have eleven. Mm-hmm. We might have added. Oh, we added the the feast one, huh? Yeah. Okay. So, last last um, fill in the blank question. I guess uh, my name is Jacob, and I love. <laughs> uh, I would say I love um, just being out in the country. Awesome. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Jacob Dekai. Make sure you go see him out in the plaza, and uh, make sure you get out there and vote. But once again, this is Riding on the Wall podcast, and we'll talk to you all next time. Thank you. Pretty good. Pretty good. As you probably know by now, you're listening to a podcast. You get a chance for some of the unique stories out there um, to be heard, and if anything, inspire our community.